You're listening to Moments of Authenticity, where every month we'll talk about all things mental health, mindset shifting, and an exploration into intentions for a holistic approach. I'm your host, Amber Boyd, licensed marriage and family therapist. Hey, welcome back to Moments of Authenticity. Thank you for joining me this month. I am still discussing my bariatric journey. This is part three. So if you haven't listened to the other two, please feel free to pause this and go back and listen to the other two. And I would love to hear if you've had any similarities, anything that resonated with you. And then come on back and listen to this one and see where you stand. Okay. So on this part of my journey, I'm talking about, I had just moved back from Syracuse back to Oakland. And now I'm at the point where I'm transitioning into work like full time. And I'm used to having just been a student and interning and doing a little bit of work here and there, but things have now shifted. And I started attending therapy and Then I decided later on after like having worked these jobs, having worked towards licensure, moving to Houston, starting my own practice, and a lot of that I've already discussed in previous podcast episodes, and then started noticing changes in my body and needing to do something about that. So this is part three of my bariatric journey. Thank you again for being here, being present, and participating in this, even just Listening at all is really important to me, so thank you. Yeah, so for the first part of this, part three, is really talking about transitioning from being a student to working full-time. I initially moved back to Oakland. I moved in with my family, and I started working for a school as an admin, and I noticed that I was starting to pick up some stress. <laughs> I wasn't doing therapy yet, so I was stressing about not gaining my hours yet. I needed 3,000 hours in order to work toward taking the licensure exam. I wasn't getting that at this job, so that was a part of my stressor. I was not cooking and bringing food with me. I was like, how do I escape for at least my 30 minutes to an hour just so that I can get a break? And I was like, let me go get some food in the area. And of course, the food in the area were fast food spots um, and I couldn't really go too far. So I was enjoying burgers and fries and sometimes a salad, but mostly burgers and fries, right? And... I began working in the community after that. After I quit that job, I was like, nope, it is time to transition into doing some therapy work. So I started working for a community mental health program. And that meant that I was going to be out in the community. So I wasn't going to be able to have like a cooler and things with me that kept things cold or a microwave in order to keep things warm unless I was in the office for most of the day. Because with this job, I was all over the Bay Area. So I went from, and sometimes even outside of the Bay Area, I would go from Oakland to San Leandro, from San Leandro to Sacramento, Elk Grove. I would go from there to Tracy. So if you know anything about those vicinities, like they're an hour and a half, 
to almost two hours and if there's there's no traffic. So depending on where I had to go, I had far distances to get there. A lot of time throughout my day, it was driving. And I didn't really have a routine down because each day, my day would be a little bit different. I would have family team meetings. I would be in court for kids. And it wasn't a lot of time to be able to structure how my day was going to go. I would have to go based off of just that particular day. And we would also, you know, when we would have our meetings, we would take our clients out to eat. Or I would take, if I had individual time with a client, we would go get food or go get something that they needed. And so I would be out in the community, right? And I became a little bit apathetic and neglectful to my body. I recognized that. And I wasn't able to enjoy my Zumba classes as much as I wanted to. I would try to make it at least once or twice a week. And I just felt like I was so exhausted all of the time. And yeah, I had to start going to therapy. I remember talking to my supervisor at that point and was like, I am burning out. Like, I feel it. And I'm going to need to... I need to get a therapist. And I started my therapy process. And it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made. Um, I think that acknowledging that my body was impacted, my emotions were being impacted, my mental was being impacted by the work that I was doing, because that was also stressful. But the idea of um, not being able to take care of some of these personal needs at the same time. Of course, there was some flexibility with the job, but it did not, like I didn't take advantage of some of that flexibility. And as a result, I was able to start naming behaviors and honoring my experiences that contributed to what was going on. And it supported my thinking around the biopsychosocial model, which I've mentioned before, um, that all areas of my well-being were so important and I was neglecting almost all of them at the same time, or I would heighten one and not heighten the others, and then there would still be an impact one way or the other, right? And as I started to take these jobs and transition, I, when I was in community mental health, I transitioned into another community mental health uh, resource center that didn't last for very long. And I decided uh, from there, I was going to apply to UC Berkeley. It was um, presented to me by one of my fellow classmates and um, they are amazing. And they mentioned to me that this job was becoming a, a potential possibility. And I hadn't been licensed yet. So I was working toward that. It was all of these different things. I ended up getting that job. It was an amazing opportunity to go back to my alma mater at UC Berkeley and do some great work with student leaders of color. And there was still like, I've get, I've gotten thrown back into familiarity and territory that I, like food haven for me. During my time at UC Berkeley, the food in the area was something that I like just fell into, fell in love with. 
Like there are places, even now I'm thinking about, I'm like, ooh, when I go home, I really want (laughs) to go visit there. Like Thai basil and gypsies. Gypsies was an Italian restaurant. There are just so many different eateries around there. And for a foodie and someone who would even, you know, venture to say addicted to food to an extent, um, having spaces like that, that are so familiar, that bring you nostalgia, that also like satiate a piece of your palate, just really like made it hard for me being back at Cal because I was like, oh, I get to eat all the things that I ate before. And after being there for quite some time and I decided that I needed to go into private practice and I was going to go into private practice, but do so in Houston. So when I started to feel myself feeling physically and emotionally health, uh, heavy, I started to travel more. And one of the places that I felt light in, like I felt physically light, was when I came to Houston to visit my cousin. And when I moved here, I made a similar, um, I made myself a similar promise, which is that I would do better for myself with food and you know, feel whole all the way around. And I also didn't take into account, my grandmother and I had had a conversation that Houston was a food haven, but I don't think I took it as seriously. And I realized that when I was here, we did eat some amazing food, but that also was the draw, (laughs) was the idea that I would be able to honor and hold that I can enjoy the food, but not overindulge, but that's not how it started. So I did start to indulge. Once I moved here, I was like, oh, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, um, because I get to focus on myself. And that became a mantra for me. And then I started noticing changes in my body. I started eating like a pint of ice cream every night, although I'm lactose intolerant. So that already was an issue. And I was ordering a lot of food through DoorDash um, because I was working from home. I was building my practice. So I was consistently busy. And throughout the day, it would be hard for me to physically go get food if I have notes or I had other things I needed to do. And then I decided to, um, I got my health insurance that I had to purchase on my own, which was a task. But I finally was able to find a doctor within my network. And I attended my first doctor's appointment and she asked me if I had considered bariatric surgery. And initially, because this is our first session, right? Like this is our first meeting. I was like, um, I'm a little offended. Like, I don't even know you yet. And I feel like a lot of the conversations that I have with doctors as soon as you walk in is that you're big, you're, everything is contributed to your weight. And so that part resonated with me, that trauma from dealing with doctors in the past, that they don't look at you as a whole person. They see you as a fat person and that you are doing this to yourself and you need to correct it versus like, how do we have this conversation that also considers you as a person? And that that was my thought. Um, so I acknowledge and, and want to own my own thoughts around that. Um, And so I did find myself getting defensive and offended, and I did express that. And I also recognized that it was my ego. Like, I felt like my ego was bruised. You don't know me. You're judging me. Like, those were the thoughts that I had in in my head. Um, 
And I actually was going to bring it up to her. And I was like, I didn't even get a chance to bring it up to you. You just said it out loud. And I was like, ugh. So that that's my, you know, that's the the part of myself that still has some growing edges. So she gave me a referral to a bariatric surgeon. And it took me a while to go. And I soon learned that my insurance wouldn't be covering this appointment. So I had to pay for my consultation out of pocket, which ended up costing me about, I think, $100 for just the consultation. And that was already, that felt a little disheartening because I was like, well, if the consultation is $100, I don't know how much it's going to cost for me to actually have this surgery. I tried to go in still with an open mind. And like, as I was sitting in the waiting room, I came across a couple other ladies that were talking about insurance and how their insurance was covering it. They were also like, they weren't working through their jobs insurance, but they were able to get other insurance. So they recommended that I go look at what they had to offer. And unfortunately, I didn't fall within that category. So that that got 86. So I went to the consultation and upon arrival, my surgeon proceeded to tell me that I was too dainty, quote unquote. I was too dainty to have all that weight. You're too dainty to have all that weight on you. Which I was like, ah, okay, that doesn't feel appropriate. And then he told me that he did two types of surgeries. So he did the gastric bypass and he did the gastric sleeve. He explained that both Um, he explained them both, like he kind of gave me details about what each would entail. And then he quoted me the prices and we were looking at 20K and 19K respectively. And it also depended on which hospital I got the surgery at, which would incur another price and an increased price. And so I left there feeling so absolutely discouraged. Because I was like, I have been vulnerable. I have come into this space. I am asking for help. And what I'm being quoted is $20,000 for a bariatric surgery. I just couldn't believe it. And I was ready to quit immediately. So that is part three of my journey. Stay tuned for next month's. And I will talk a little bit about what I decided to do after that, because that also was a journey. And I just want to say again, thank you for sticking in with me so far. Please feel free to look at the show notes and get the information about my bariatric support group. You can also find my book there. The link for my book will be placed in the show notes as well. Preparing for your bariatric journey and the work group, the support group is named the same. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, amber at amberboytherapy.com. And Yeah, let's continue the conversation on social media at Healing Through Authenticity. I look forward to conversing with you at a later date. See you next month. Thanks for joining us this month on Moments of Authenticity. Check me out on Instagram at Healing Through Authenticity and via my website, amberboytherapy.com. Like this podcast on various sites and stay tuned for more content. See you next month.